online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! My pick. We, we every week we're going to come out with a secret pick. That and was we all my make mistakes. Yeah. So, okay. yes, that's <laughs> oh it's not a secret anymore. If you say, goodness gracious. Well, welcome back for another After Buzz Redneck Island yes. episode. Here we are today talking about episode number four, titled "What Goes Up Must Come Down." And in the studio with us today, over on the couch, we have. Our co-host, David Abad. Abad, Abad yes, Abad, thank right? you. <laughs> got to get him one. Oh, my God. And um, welcome back. Thank you. Good okay. to be back. And then uh, Brittany Baldy, welcome hey, back. Guys. We have with us Faye Dale. Hey, what's up? And then we have a special guest today. That's me. Okay, we have the current, a current Ring of Honor superstar. He um, is credited with holding 16 championship uh Titles, but not all at once, everyone. Not no, because right. that, that would be pretty amazing. That's heavy. That'd be very right. heavy. Yeah. Uh, between TNA, Ring of Honor, and New Japan Pro Wrestling, and including an additional ten world tag team titles. Is well, that impressive or what? Killing it. Yes. Yeah. I do okay. Yeah. I do okay. So he's known in the industry as the King of the Indies. He is the Fallen Angel, the Ring General. Inspiration to children everywhere. Wow. The man with, and this is a quote from our friend, the okay. man with the rear that makes the girls cheer. Whoa, we gotta see it. We gotta see actually, it. That's actually scientifically wow. proven. Four out of five doctors agree that my rear is spectacular, and the fifth doctor is Dr. Doom, and I don't think his license is no. invalid. You know what? Christopher, so, that is so redneck of you. Right? Was it? Totally. And I'm that, so glad and I this, fit in. this is Mr. Modest himself, Christopher Daniels. Welcome Woo-hoo! to the show, Christopher. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you Welcome. And um, I don't know if, if uh, she's, she's naming off all these accolades, um, but she never really said that I'm a professional wrestler. So, I mean, okay. Just so oh, you know that. Yes. Well, no, oh, no that is true. Yeah, you might not that's know. okay. Like, uh, yeah. because it's your background yeah. uh, from Glow. Yeah. But that's how uh, Little Egypt and I know each other, Angelina. Uh, we met this year at the Cauliflower Alley convention, which is a big convention for the. Um, I guess the forwarding of professional wrestling, like the history of professional wrestling, and letting the younger guys sort of mm-hmm. learn about what uh, the veterans did to bring professional wrestling to this day and age. So right. that's where we met. Right. And thanks, thanks to you and Frankie for coming out and supporting our cause. Yep. Uh, the CAC stands for Cauliflower Alley Club. It's a nonprofit organization, and it is uh, run by wrestlers, for wrestlers. We have what we call a benevolent fund. And so when we raise money, it goes towards that to help other wrestlers who need care with maybe walkers or funeral expenses. And we are in an industry that's not regulated. So within our own little industry, we try to regulate ourselves. And so thank you, Chris. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. 
And, and Chris and I spoke before the show, and it's the jury is out on whether who would win in an arm wrestling match. Wait, right. Oh, so right. I think I think it's a little more in my favor, but we I haven't figured it out yet. Dave obviously has yes. a strategy. <laughs> right. I feel like yes. he's very strategic minded. Yes. So right. I would have to definitely uh, study up. Yeah. yeah. Some stuff. No, no, we're not going to do it today. But no, we're no, just no. saying no, the no. jury's out. Well, let's build it up. We're build it. Start putting your bets in now. Right now. Right now. Yes. Call in, please, with with your choice. Yes. Yes. I'll give you my PayPal address. Just send all the money there. Yeah, and then we'll, I'll hold on to it uh, in just uh, in case. Yes, yes. Until that's until a smart match. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for doing that. I'm well, an honest man. You can trust this face. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you very um, much. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So one of the things that we do is we recap the show that we just watched, and you had a chance to watch uh, Redneck. Law and Order. Yep. Oh, wait, it wasn't Law and Order. Yeah, no, oh, Redneck crap. Island. Yeah, oh, no, I didn't know. I read <laughs> yeah, I did watch Redneck Island. Yes, Redneck episode four. Island. That's episode it. four. That's the one we're talking about. Yes. Uh, but before that, let's. I, I would like to take a few minutes just to try and uh, for our listeners to understand a little bit more of your background too. Yes, you're a pro wrestler. Yes, you've been in uh, TNA and you're currently with Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. You were just uh, in, a, in a match with Alberto Del Rio, which right. uh, is is quite a big deal because it was a championship match. Was that right? No, no, not championship match. It was his debut in Ring of Honor. Alberto oh. Del Rio, um, he's actually called Alberto El Patron now. But oh. uh, in the world wrestling entertainment, he was known as Alberto Del Rio and he left the company uh, late last year and uh, last night we were in Nashville taping our television show and uh, his debut match was against me and I'm not going to say who won or lost you'll have to watch Ring of Honor television to find out in a couple weeks <clears throat> but I will say that uh, Alberto Del Rio uh, Alberto El Patron is 110% ready to wrestle and he's there to work and uh, Ring of Honor was definitely a great place for him to be. And my, my chair is yeah. Did you? How did you do that? It's how magic. How did you do that? It's magic. Damn it, she made me <laughs> sure. Oh, sat in that talking. chair before. Yes. So funny. Curses. She's oh a wizard. <laughs> so, um, I knew it, see, now she doesn't. It all came around. But there is also a correlation to Steve Austin, who's the host of the show. So tell right. us about your relationship with Steve. Um, I had the opportunity, when I first moved to California, I was uh, still sort of trying to break into the wrestling business. Uh, the higher level of wrestling business. And um, in 1998, I got an opportunity to have a couple of what we call dark matches for the World Wrestling Federation at the time. And um, I had just, at one of the shows, I had just recently started shaving my head. And uh, this was right around the time that a young white meat, white meat baby face named Steve Austin was becoming uh, the biggest sensation in pro wrestling. And he happened to notice that. I was bald and he was bald, so he came up to me and asked me about uh, changing my look. Uh, no. Because, oh yeah, absolutely. Because he was he There's had, only at room that point, for one bald guy. Well, yeah. Well, he. I think. <laughs> I think because he was in the position where he became like such a superstar and a face of professional wrestling, like one of the most popular wrestlers no. in the business, that all of a sudden it seemed like, oh well, I'm going to try and be like the successful guy. And I think he when he saw me, he was like, did you do that? Because you want to be like me, and I was like, "No, I did that because if I didn't, I was going to lose it anyway." So I just I wanted to <laughs> see. Eat he, it up, so. he was strategizing. He wanted something to grab onto when he's throwing you around the ring. <laughs> I that, needed that's to. That's female wrestling. <laughs> right, right. That's a completely different. <laughs> that's, that's, that's sexual <laughs> fantasies that you have, actually. Yeah. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> this whole show just completely took a left turn. Everybody. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for that cuz Steve is the host of this show. This yes. is his fourth season on Redneck Island. He has a co-host this season. Her name is uh Jesse James Decker. Decker. Yep. 
right? And uh, so you're seeing kind of that play out a little bit. And when you watch the show, I'd like to get kind of your take on it. I mean, you ha- you saw the entire show. Right. Um, what What are your thoughts on Steve's product? Um, I I think it's very interesting um, in the sense that it's it's a show hosted by Steve. It's hosted mm-hmm. by Jesse James, but they're very. Uh, they're sort of the the bookend of the show. You, you know, you see them at the beginning. Hey guys, this is what happened last week, and you see them at the end. This is what we're doing today, and in the middle, you're watching the competitors. You're seeing how they're interacting in the house. You're seeing how they're dealing with each other, how they're strategizing, all the little, um, I guess, nonsense that's happening in the house as they're waiting to do the challenges. So, I mean, um, it's interesting that Steve uh, has sort of transitioned into reality television. And, um, you know, I, I think that it's something that he he appreciates, but it's not really... I don't think it's indicative of Steve. I think it's, you know, Steve's sort of pointing this stuff out. I, yeah. I think Steve is just having fun with it, you know? So let me ask you this. Would you like to see... Do you wish Steve... To, would you have liked to see Steve Austin interact more with the um, cast members? I think that would... Well, I think that would be entertaining, but at yeah. the same time, it probably would take a lot away if it was focusing on Steve interacting with each one of the cast members. Then you don't get to see the cast members sort of interacting with themselves, which is sort of the yeah. whole point of the yeah. show. Yeah. How these guys are interacting with each other, how they're interacting with their partners, and then the changing of partners, uh, even like this week, where you had a team that was set up at the beginning and by the end two different people from two different teams were eliminated forming mm-hmm. a completely different team. So I mean it it's I think that's the interesting part right now and then um I just you know as as a fan of Steve Austin and someone who I think is very entertaining um you know it it you wouldn't hurt if like there was it, more yeah. Steve Austin, right. but I mean, yeah. you know, I know that's not the point of the show. So, well, no, that well, not necessarily because in um, in the first three seasons, it was more like a Survivor style, right. where uh, prior to an elimination, Steve would be interacting with him. He'd be talking to him about like, so what are your thoughts? Um, what do you feel like you could have done different? So they really kind of looked forward to that, and I've been hearing from some of the cast members that they kind of wish they would have had like just a couple minutes, mm-hmm. like they kind of sequester the stars off to the side and there's really no interaction and so they were kind of hoping for it. they didn't get it this season so thanks for that because i agree with you as a viewer i want to see that what about you guys yeah i mean i think it's almost like they don't matter there's a little bit of them not mattering they say the exact same thing they remind us every yeah. episode that there's a hundred thousand dollars on the line yeah. if you get cut you leave and then there's no team yeah. so it'd be nice to throw i mean these are talented people it'd be nice to have them have the creative freedom to do something right. rather than Basically right. nothing. Well, I wonder. I wonder too. As the people start to be eliminated, it starts getting down to like six people left, four right. people left. If you're going to have more interaction, because there's more time, there's less people that you have to focus on. True. At this point, how many teams are are left? Like six, seven. <sighs> there's got to be twelve, fifteen people. Okay, yeah. so yeah. I mean, if you've got if you've got twelve or fifteen people interacting in the house, um, you know, cut to six weeks from now when you're down to six people, there's not going to be a whole lot of time, or at least you'll cover all of that. In a shorter period of time, maybe there's more time for Steve and Jesse to interact with them and and get more of the, like you were saying, like what your what your thought process, what's your thought process now, what's your plan, what's your strategy going into? Hey, maybe they'll even demonstrate the challenges. That would be so cool. That's what I want to see. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Okay, so last week Jeremy and Shelby formed a new team, right? Mm -hmm. And then they kind of opened the show with like that pole dancing. uh, Right, and then we never saw them again for the rest of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't really about them. Um, 
What did you think when you guys were watching Margaret? Now, you didn't see this, Chris, but early in, in, I think it was like episode one, Margaret lost her teammate. His name was Riley, and they had this immediate 24-hour lover, love love affair, right? right. Am I right, David? Yes, yes, that was episode two, I think. Was it episode two, two, right? And now, what did you think, uh, David, about watching Margaret kind of try and find her next uh, male her stronghold. next lover. Yeah. I did notice she cuddling up against yeah. with some other guys. Yeah. And again, my I think all of our feelings towards Margaret are tumbling slowly more into the trash can, right? Because <laughs> in, fir- in the first there's two episodes, no other there's no other choice. In the first two episodes, I was on her side. I found her endearing and funny and cute. And each episode, yeah. it seems more almost pushed about how horrible she is and how everybody hates her. They hate and, her. And almost there's like a feeling of like maybe the producers are for... I mean, it just seems so... Like she's gone so over the edge. I don't know how but one person. It is person... the oldest trick ever. Get all the women to hate you, right. all the men to like you. I'm like Margaret, modernize. But no men like her, really, right? No, I don't yeah. think so. No, no, they no. like to look at her. Right? She's not even that hot, really. But right? they keep Chris? saying that. No, Did you think Margaret yeah. was a looker? Not really. No. Not not the way she thought she was. Okay. Yeah, not but compared I mean, to some of the other uh, ones. Yeah, I, I mean, it was weird. I, I felt like, and this was my first. Uh, uh, meeting or seeing of Margaret yeah. and so like by the end of the show though I was like wow she's really talking herself into a hole right. yeah. <laughs> like she started yeah. she, can never she started at the right. precipice and you would think she would go closer to like safety no, no she no. just went over the edge and no. she's diving into that black oh, hole yeah. she yeah. completely was ready to just talk her way right out of the building yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you guys remember uh, last week I told you that I think Cowboy might be the smartest person in the house. Ever, mm-hmm. the house that you still he, feeling that, that he's got to be like some Navy SEAL. I thought he was like a Navy SEAL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure but, about um, Navy SEAL. Yeah. Navy SEAL maybe. Maybe an Army Ranger. He's obviously served. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. I don't know if he reached the upper echelon. Yes, exactly. We don't know if he has a beret. Oh, right, right, right. I swear I thought he had the best gimmick. I thought he was like, this is the best strategy I've ever seen on reality television. And now I think, no, he just maybe he just might have a screw loose. Yeah. What are your thoughts well, he enjoys, on Cowboy? He just he likes beer. Yeah, yeah, he, he likes enjoys beer. the taste. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'll tell you, when, when he was uh, competing at the end, he had to be sober, obviously. Yeah. There seemed to be like a sadness <laughs> to Cowboy. Like, he was, he was very, like, kind of underspoken and, like, was there was, focused. like, a sadness. He was spoken. Right. But, like, you could tell. I, I was like, mm, I feel like this shows that this is a guy that needs alcohol in order to be, like, a <laughs> fun personality. Because when it was out, it was he was one, flat. but he was very flat, just flat and boring. I think I'm, he was just bummed that he was going to have Margaret as his partner. That, too. It could be that. He was that like, too. I'm going to have this crazy... You know what? He's <laughs> waiting to get a hold of right. some sort of communication where he can call the tattoo artist to come in and do another tat. Right. That's going to spark him right back up. Yeah. He'll be on top. Oh, well, what okay. did you think about the whole um, Cody Cowboy when things were starting to get ugly with them in the house? What, and now it, Cody did not know in the beginning that Parigi actually instigated right. that, right. which I thought that was a really that was a really bad move. I mean, what did you when you, when someone goes around the corner to start and instigate trouble like that? That's, just that's call a them, character issue. We just call them Margaret. Right. Yeah, but what, I mean, what did you guys think about yeah. that? I mean, I, I lost a lot of credibility for Parigi. I didn't. I didn't think he. Um, he lost a lot of. You know, his character was in question. Yeah, at that you lost point. respect for him. I did. Okay. That's the word. What kind of respect yeah. did you have for him before? <laughs> I know. Seriously. Well, I kind of thought he was just like playing. I, cool. I saw it as He's like, oh, he dude. needs to like do something in this episode yeah. and like make a name for himself. So yeah. I figure like, oh, how can I like do something? Because I'll I just sit. <laughs> 
so that <laughs> verbally started something else. Right. So it just oh, seemed like a time. Did you see him at the beginning? He was kind of stripping, and Margaret was dancing around. Mm, he was oh, dancing was on the pole. Oh, did you that see that? He yeah. was dancing. I was on getting the ready for him to take off yeah. his shirt and go crazy. But well, I was it. glad that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I was fine with that. I, not I had the fork up to my eye, just <laughs> ready to start ready stabbing. To poke myself. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm so glad you're here because you're a guy who spent guy. his career in the wrestling ring. He has a very physical job. It's very physical. We take bumps. Yes. Uh, oftentimes, if they're done well, it feels good. And when they're not, it hurts, right? Even the ones that are done right don't feel good. I don't right. want you people to think like this is like getting a massage. <laughs> Every one of the worst, the, the best one I ever took still hurts. So, oh, well, I, I down like for a living is, is <laughs> it sucks. Very painful. Right. Very painful. Well, yeah. yeah, you guys are doing some incredible stuff. I mean, really top notch. Yeah. Um, Radiance, I mean, yeah. you can say that. It's okay. Yeah. I've, okay. I've, I've, I've come to terms with my stupidity. Oh, my know, God. I, I throw my body down at a hard surface. For money. I'm, so would you uh, throw your body down on a hard service like the challenge where they were doing the... What a segue. Did you what see that? We're all professionals here. <laughs> yeah, so... Yes. Rip and Dick, Ow. where they were totally taking themselves for a hundred grand. I yep. mean, and they're not getting a hundred grand for this particular challenge. Right, right. But... Wow, I, you would not get me to launch myself on an inner tube. It looks pretty fun, into actually. Yeah. Brittany. <laughs> Brittany's done that for water. last week. Yeah. It's still water. It's it was, like the clown jump from it, the circus. It was funny. I was. It looked easier. I, as, as a lot of these things are, it probably looks easier than it is. But um, I was as I was watching it, and when Jordan. You know, went into the air and as she hit and came up, up from under the water. Not breathing. Yeah, not breathing and, and really straining. I could tell, like I, I told you earlier, I, I could have diagnosed that from my couch that she knocked the wind right. out of herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, it was just interesting to see, like, cause I thought she had a great strategy to sort of like stay um, what's Tuck, the word I'm looking for? Streamline. Oh, well, streamline. Yeah, because she was, you know, she was straight up and she cut a flip. And if she had stayed straight and just sort of sat out a little bit instead of over rotating, she might not have knocked herself stupid. But um, <laughs> the minute she hit the way she hit, it just scared everybody else. And then all of a sudden, you see like that is true flailing, flailing bodies arms. that are going like five feet in the air, and then yeah. they have to swim. Yeah, a hundred yards longer. Right. right. So yeah. would you? You. I mean, you take some hard hips in your profession. Yeah. I th- well, here's the thing. Um, one of the things that you learn early on in professional wrestling is body control. So, like, in my head, if I saw what they wanted us to do, I think I could have made my body, um, you know cut that flip the right way and and sort of lay out so that I could have hit the water in a way that wasn't going to hurt me uh, or at least minimize the mm-hmm. damage of, you know, plummeting as fast as you did. Well, there is a pool so, in the back of the studio. Yeah, we're we going to practice out that out Okay, there. cool. Yes, that? yes, yes. yes. <laughs> David, you're first. Okay, yeah, I brought my swim trunks, and by He's that, make it. Yes. <laughs> All right, what did you think when you saw it? I thought it was the craziest, most dangerous, unsafe... Uh, Stunt thing, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I thought this is one of those things I would get hurt. I remember like when I was like 14, I went to one of those water parks with the zip line, <laughs> and the moment I jumped, uh, my body just took me off the thing, and I fell like within three seconds. Everybody laughed, and the lifeguard was like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> idiot fat guy. So I thought I there's I would definitely have hit my knocked myself out or something. I thought I was impressed by most of the women seemed to and most everybody seemed to do a pretty good job and by the end I was like I see a strategy happening here. Well did yeah. you notice after Jordan took the hit and the first couple of ladies that went there tumbling. Tumbling, tumbling and then they were like 
lifeguard jumpers. Yeah, they were t- petrified. Yeah. Petrified. What, what, so uh, what would be the best strategy there, Chris? What's the best way to land on that one? It, to me, it would have been like the way Jordan was going mm-hmm. to, to cut a flip and keep your feet in front of you and then okay. hit, hit the water feet first. feet first. But I mean, the thing that I noticed was, and this is easy to say from the safety of uh, your couch watching on our right. TV, but like once she cut the flip um, and she came up like... She I guess head up. Yeah. She started to rotate forward. So instead of hitting the water feet first, she oh. hit it basically belly. She basically <laughs> she belly face first. Yeah. And just oh. like that's what's going to knock, you know, knock all that Anybody wind out of you is yeah. hitting it that hard flat. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it seemed to me like the best way to do it would have been keep your feet in front of you, keep your legs sort of loose so that you weren't going in with your legs, you know, your knees locked and you hyperextend your knees or blow your hips out. Yeah, or break anything, your ankles off. Anything. I mean, uh, Crazy. Cannonball it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, That's what I would have done. All of that stuff is easy. It's <laughs> easy dive, to be. Yeah. It's easy to be the armchair quarterback yeah. watching it from the thing. Absolutely. Um, and one of you know because I sort of do stuff like this all the time. Yeah. I I know how I would have tried it, and it's very conceivable that I would have knocked the hell out of myself <laughs> as well. Right. But I, I had an idea of what I would have done if it was in, if it was in that position. Yes. And I think yeah. she yeah, had the right crazy. idea. She just had the wrong execution of it. Oof. Sure. Yeah. So I, I've been watching since the beginning, and I'm actually that's what kind of hooked me to this show. Were these crazy fun, uh, mm-hmm. ooh, crash crash into water stunts? But this was like thirty feet in the air. And like a hundred feet out, and it was water, Swimming. and it looked like when they were falling, when they were hitting, it was like solid. Yeah. It was like, oh my god! I, when we're gonna get um, Corey on the line when he calls in, that would be a good question to ask because whoever was pulling the rope, I don't know if it was a boat or what was right. pulling the tube off that ramp, but it clearly the dynamics changed and everything was kind of recalculated because that tube couldn't even get five, five feet. feet. Instead of a hundred, right. I would not want to be one of the first ones on the next. Oh, you challenge. think they actually changed the game after she got I, hurt? I'd like to ask I, Corey I that so. question wow. because yeah. there's just that too. It did look like they went shorter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My favorite quote during that: Yeah, Parigi was pulling in his partner, and he said something like, "I'm just pretending that there's a double cheeseburger on that platform." Right. <laughs> that was my favorite Very line of that whole yes. episode. So, what did you think about Margaret when she when it was her turn to go up on that platform, and she was just struggling? Yeah, the struggle was yeah. real. Wow. I mean, like, poor Corey, right? You're just like, no, we're going into elimination. (laughs) (laughs) The struggle was real. The tears were real. Just... That's it's the first real weird thing amount she's of done. poetic justice. <laughs> the first real thing she's done the whole yeah. season. I know. It's just weird that that happened that way. Again, I was like, this is almost surreal that she's the most hated person on the show and she's struggling to such mm-hmm. a degree. Yeah. And a relatively Karma. easy part of the thing. Everybody got up pretty easily from that. It seemed mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, I thought they were even saying that you could hit the bottom so you could have pushed off yeah, from the ground. Yeah, were cutting their feet. Oh, to get up onto, well, that's what they were saying, oh. that they were feeling rocks. Because the water wasn't oh. that... It, the water wasn't that deep where the the platform was right. because mm-hmm. land was literally a, an arm's reach. They said there were there was rocks. There was a ladder actually to the platform. It's just the she just couldn't, couldn't find it. her feet. It or she yeah. couldn't get her feet on the ladder. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. She, she, um, Silly. Sorry. <laughs> We're gonna have to use that again. With Margaret, that was she is a fierce competitor. You haven't seen this in the other episodes, but she's just usually first or second on mm-hmm. the you know, she was not letting her team down, and then here's Corey. Poor Corey. This wasn't his day. This wasn't his day. He had a bad hair day. He, he just, <laughs> did have a bad hair day. What was he doing? Maybe that's what weighed him down in the final part, but we'll get to that. We can ask him. I mean, he had that big change from it all tied up, pulled right, nights and neat, and he was aerodynamic yeah. and everything he did to like, 
I think something interesting to point out, too, is which women decided to wear shorts for that and some decided to wear <laughs> bikini bottoms. Like which Nicole, did you Nicole. Well, I saw, I wrote it down. Nicole, <laughs> bikini bottoms. Because I was like, her ass was like all over the place when she was onto the platform. And then the girls later on, were, you could tell the girls that are proud of their asses in that show, and the girls that are hiding it because the ones that are hiding it obviously wear shorts. Yeah, only cow. So I... no mandatory dress code for that <laughs> oh, thing. Man. That's choose a nice your observation. Poison. Yeah. Choose, choose your poison. poison. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so Corey, Margaret. Uh, they came in last. They're sent into the pit. It's up to the winners, okay? And the winners from that event were uh, Cody and Nicole. Mm-hmm. And Cody and Nicole get to pick who Corey and Margaret are going to face in the pit challenge. That's kind of how this system works. But here, okay, cool. Um, what I just want to say, like, the whole thing that took me for a loop was why wasn't Jordan eliminated? Why did she get the pass? Mm-hmm. Like, here That's she what is. I was trying to figure Were out you too. thinking that, too? Like, because that just didn't seem fair that, mm-hmm. um, that Corey and Margaret had to go into the pit when Jordan she technically thing, came yeah. in last. Right? Yep. She should have been in the pit. What there there must be some rules about that, right? I mean, you probably have to sign something as the reality show expert on the show here, Brittany. Um, um, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to assume that? that they had to sign some type of contract that stated if somebody gets hurt, either A, they go straight into elimination, or B, they don't, because I don't see how that would have been fair, like you guys are mentioning. Yeah. Right. Well, they, I think they should have went to the dome right away. I didn't yeah. think about that until you mm. said it, but I, I, it probably was just sympathy, like, thinking that mm. she got mm. hurt, even though well, she it was just getting the wind knocked yeah. out of you, but I mean, at that point... We didn't know. Yeah, they, didn't they had know. no idea, so yeah. it could have been very bad. Well, speaking of uh, Corey, he is on the line with Woo-hoo! us right now. Hey, Corey, are you there? Hey. Hey, hey Corey. <laughs> What's going on? Well, you know what? The, did you did you hear us talking about that uh, that challenge and uh, what you thought about maybe Jordan not getting eliminated? Did that cross your mind at all? Yeah, actually, I caught um, I caught just a bit of uh, y'all talking about it, and yeah, that was actually a big concern. Um, and like y'all touched on earlier, they did state that if you're unable for whatever reason to uh, complete a challenge, um, whether it be injury, illness, uh, you just, you know, you can't muster up the guts for it, whatever it may be, you're immediately up for elimination regardless. Wow. So why did they do that? Corey, what happened then? Why, yeah. why, why, why? Yeah, it was, I, um, I mean, it was, it was definitely frustrating. I mean, me, I came in, <clears throat> I came in, uh, with with a real killer mentality and when i found it out you know i mean i didn't want to be i didn't want to be that jerk that just says hey let's let's play let's by the rules the, the injured right. girl in you know i mean tank wasn't injured though but you're you playing know, for a hundred thousand um, dollars like that's not being exactly a jerk. yeah what are your thoughts exactly on that? And at, and the, at the end of the day it boils down to like how i thought about it i hate that but given the situation, and let's say I, I pull my hamstring, nobody's going to think twice about throwing the biggest guy in there. Right. If you could you go know, back. So and, I really I didn't. Know. I'm sorry? I was going to say, if you can go back in time, would you have said something to the producers to change their mind? It is $100,000, no, like you're saying. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I don't know if I can say. I definitely would have pissed some people off with my opinions. <laughs> um, because, I mean, it just, uh, it really did irk me, you know. Um, I tried to keep my cool about it, and I was like, well, you know what, we'll we'll just make it happy. And, you know, they say uh, champions find a way. So that was my that was my mindset, you know, just to stay focused and just get in there and do it. I didn't want to, you know, say, hey, look, man, this girl just came back from the hospital, blah, 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 blah. Everybody, you know, I mean, we all like Jordan, you know, and um, and Jordan Jordan's a sweet girl, you know, and I, I guess that sympathy thing did kind of – play a huge huge role but according to the rules and what we signed up for 
um, if you're injured, you have to go. I mean, um, mm-hmm. a, a good, I can't, I can't tell you the actual guy, but y'all will see it. There's a guy who actually gets injured. He, um, he has a pretty bad hamstring injury. And well, we know it's it, not you. He's in the pit. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. He's in the pit immediately. So, yeah, it shouldn't be up to rough. you to complain to the producers on whether or not the Jordan should go in. She should just go. It seems like game shows are regulated by rules. It's just uh, crazy that they would just let the rules go like that. But talking about rules, I, I agree. I want to yeah. know about your hair rule. How <laughs> the hair rule? How did you come up with that choice this, this last week, Corey? And are you sad? You know, about I was, it? I was, I was thinking I was going to get my my Samson on and kind of derive my strength from my oh. hair. So, oh, uh, magical bad, powers! Bad move, horrible move. Yeah, it was apparently, but it, um, you know, I mean, we—it's it, so much that goes on behind the scenes that that the viewers really don't see. Um, in that particular competition, I mean, I was a. Uh, I was under the influence that you know we you were going to have influence? enough rope, like oh yeah, and, and yeah, and and actually, if you saw the show, I mean, I'm I'm literally a good you know four and a half five feet above cowboy, and I'm I'm just completely out of rope. I mean, they're screaming, ring the bell, and I'm like, look, I mean, I'm I'm here. So I literally kind of had to bite rope? my tongue. Do you think they gave you a short rope? No, I no no. I, I don't think they gave me a short rope. I um. I mean, I've seen slack in the rope, but <clears throat> I wasn't under the impression it had to be you know just ironclad tight. Otherwise, You're you right know, rope, we right. wouldn't have been able to do it. It's funny as I was watching the the challenge, Corey. I noticed like they showed it. And this could have been you. This could have been Cowboys cleats. But it seemed like there was an awful lot of rope on a lot of the cleats. So I didn't think that you or Cowboy didn't make the, the rope tight enough. I just thought somebody used too much rope on each cleat and that's what made your rope get short. I just assumed those were yours. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was one shot of, of a cleat that looked like it got wrapped around like 10 different times. Right, right. And I thought, man, that's a lot. <laughs> and it didn't. it's funny that like watching the show and you think, okay, I, I can do that. And then all of a sudden when you were all the way up at the top, it didn't even occur to me that you could run out of rope until yeah. it happened to you. And at that point, you're screwed. like you were screwed. Yeah. Like there was nothing you could have done. No, I don't yeah. even think you had, even if you had the wherewithal to think, okay, I'll go back to this cleat and, and loosen it up a bit. You probably couldn't have gotten enough slack. Mm-hmm. You would have had to go down like three or four cleats probably. And by that well, time, you know, Cowboy would have won it. I love that you said that because uh, you have to really pay attention. Right when I get to the top, I actually yell, which... They couldn't show it, but I actually yelled down to Steve and the producers. I'm like, hey, I'm out of rope. Right, And right. I hear them yell back up, we, you know, you, you, you ran out of rope. You got all the cleats, yeah. And, um, yeah, and, uh, and the thing that frustrated me is if you notice in the very next clip, I'm halfway down below Cowboy. And right. nobody put it together that I hauled ass back down to oh, come re- back to up re- and redo his rope. Oh. Yeah, you couldn't even yeah, tell the way they edited it together. Wow. But, yeah, I was actually I was far enough to where when I came back up, you know, my cast members were yelling, "Corey, go ahead, head back down, come back up and kick his ass again." So right. I was going for it again, you know, and um and it was just it was really it was really really frustrating to kind of get the 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 short end of that particular thing, you know. I mean, I was I was in it for the long haul, and um, you know, I mean, I tried to be a good sport about it as best I could, but it it, it pissed me off pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, you definitely you have every right to be pissed because you definitely a you played the game right and you weren't uh, a crybaby in that sense, like you were talking about not calling Jordan out to be put in the elimination spot. But at the same time, you basically were uh, at the mercy of Margaret being the one that made you slow, and then 
Um, you know, them throwing you and Cowboy or throwing you guys into the pit at the same time, like you lost out because of everybody's hatred towards Margaret. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it just exactly. felt like you got the short end of the stick on both things, even though you did everything right. You drew the short rope. Well, you know, yeah. it was it was a uh, short rope, exactly. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Even doing, I mean, Margaret, by far, the thing that got me, and, and I wish they would have showed more of it, was I, I told Margaret, like, numerous times, Look, get on the damn platform talking yeah yeah <laughs> all that i said i said stop talking so much trash to these girls right you know because because if you get out there and get your ass kicked it's gonna it's gonna come back well excuse me i'm sorry that's okay it's gonna come ass, back ass, on man. me you know and um and the thing was uh the thing was i mean being being one of the strongest guys out there i knew that i could pull that platform faster than any of them and i made up a lot of our time um right. i believe my time was actually in between five and six seconds slower than hunter and that's with margaret taking an extra 30 45 seconds right right um so i mean i, I hauled ass but i was like you know i mean girl i'm just I'm just one dude pulling as, as, as hard as I possibly but, can. I can't get you in here if you take all day. But, Corey, have you seen your arms in slow motion when you're pulling that rope? <laughs> They're impressive. Faye was it's watching like, it on, on a slow a- reel, like, a, like reel-to-reel. She just had it looped. Yeah. She's been watching screens. it for a while. Four screens. It's, it's beautiful. A little, it's a little disturbing. For some. <laughs> just that, well, you know keep what I mean? your porch I'm light on is what I'm saying. Keep your porch cold. light on. That's right. You and Stone Cold. Those arms. No, I'm like, yeah, if, if I'm going to be side-by-side side with that, the, the Texas rattlesnake, I need to step my game up. So, I uh, And, you know, it's funny going into that when I was actually walking down, um, Steve was like, uh, Corey, you know, it's, it's time for you to use those arms. And, uh, and, and I was so excited about that, you know, and it's just it, it didn't really pan out the way I planned. And, and like, I, I actually tweeted about it. I said, well, if Cowboy doesn't believe in God, he better now because it was only by his grace that he won. Yeah. And, oh, my God. Yeah. I said it, you know, because honestly, what what they didn't what they didn't um, what they didn't show y'all so much that was edited. Cowboy was coming up to me, and he said, "Hey, Corey, listen, man, when you send my ass home tonight, I just want to let you know, buddy, that it, it's it's you know it's no hard feelings, and I can go get drunk in the hotel." Like, oh. I mean, wow. he was he That's was hands down, packed up, and ready to roll. Right, you know, Shocker. and um, and it was just yeah. he even said it in the in the thing. He said, "I heard him say Corey rang the bell, and um, and I wish they wouldn't have edited. I actually rang that bell first, right? And um, and then they 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 cut that part out, and they was like, no, Corey, you have to use all cleats.' And I said, "Come on, now. that's and I stupid. Asked them, oh yeah, yeah. Well, so it's funny because the safety guy that y'all were talking about, I asked, I said, "Hey, buddy, uh, just before we go, I need to know something." Is there a chance that we can run out of this rope? And you can ask Tessa. I actually, uh, you did Tessa ask. was right there beside me. Yeah, and he told me specifically. Te- Tessa said, "Hey, yeah, that's a good question." And um, and the guy was like, uh, "Don't worry about it, man. You got plenty of rope." Well, that uh, that <laughs> clearly wasn't the case. Right. Right. Wow. <laughs> I think so. That's really weird. They didn't let you just ring the bell. You had to have all the. The and then, rope? and and Steve Austin kept saying you need to have all fifteen cleats. Okay, you need to use all, all the cleats. cleats that are there. Mm. Corey, what mm. was the well, you know, what was the uh, the initial event or catalyst that got you involved in in this casting? Why did you go to casting for this show? You know, honestly, um, I'm I'm such a huge Stone Cold fan, and what I really wanted to do, aside from him, aside from him, everybody in the South gets this. Um, they get this idea of what they think somebody should look like. If you had a chance to actually look at Redneck Island's page, I had people that 
I wanted to show them what the South was about outside of this honey boo boo. Honey boo boo. You know, like people think that we're walking around with three teeth in our mouth spitting dip. <laughs> And it's and you know and I was like man there's good looking people from the south I mean redneck necessarily doesn't mean hillbilly right. now cowboy was a redneck of what they wanted to see but I said you know what people can look good people I mean I I work my ass off in the gym I take care of myself and 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 I don't speak as ignorant as some people think I should but at the end of the day I mean it's how you live it's a lifestyle certainly you know it really is a lifestyle and um and I just wanted to kind of kind of make that known you know so uh. I mean, I had people threatening to shoot me on the page. Why? Like, Why? It, it was just, well, it was so funny because I told him, I said, um, I don't, I, I would hunt with a 45, like, or, or my, my, my Glock 40. I mean, I hunt totally different. I would do it in, in, instead of like cowboy boots. I said, well, I'll walk out there in my Jordans. And anyways, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, <laughs> you know, so I'd mentioned, uh, that I said, hell no to camo. And it's nothing against anybody that wears it. It's just a simple fact. I don't wear it. And, uh, and they were like, oh, he doesn't wear camo? Well, that's great. It makes him easier to shoot. Get his ass off the show. And I was like, oh, what? Oh. Well, we were talking Come about on, it. Like, yeah, no, we talked about it a couple of weeks. We, 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 we all did agree. It's the prettiest group of rednecks we had ever seen. Yeah, so maybe yeah. we were mistaken in, in making that determination early on. But you're exactly right, Corey. They come in all shapes and sizes. Okay, Love and beer. So, well, they do. <laughs> Corey, I have to ask you, what do you, re- is Margaret, are they, are they framing her right? Is she really, um, you know, a yes. Biatch? Yes. She- the white devil. I'm sorry, can yes. you pronounce that for him again? I wasn't. <laughs> biatch. Okay. <laughs> that is two syllables. We just want to get that clear for everybody. Okay. So, okay, so that really is her? You know, they're just not finding, well, like, the best clips and making her psychotic? She really doesn't, well, you know? you know. You know, I thought I thought her being with her first partner, um, I, I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe they're just kind of pumping that up to make that America's team. Right. And, um,. And they really screwed that up by putting me in there against him because I, I, I separated that little thing. But um, mm-hmm. the thing is, you know, I was like, maybe she's just acting like that for the for the cameras right. until I actually got paired with her. And and she was talking so vindictive, like Ooh. everything she said, she had it, it was like she had, you know, this this um this grudge towards everybody. She was like, well, I'm better than that, which goes back to what I was saying about, I told her like, stop talking so much shit, yeah. you know? And, and, and she, she kept saying she was better. She kept saying, uh, when she won, you know, she lost Riley, came back with me and we won the very next competition. And she's in everybody's face talking about winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's time to do mm-hmm. this and time to do that. And I was like, you know, it's, it's a certain, it's a certain grace and humbleness that you need to have when you, when you win. Let your actions speak for it, you know? One of your housemates and said it best. They said, sneaky snake, keep the grass cut the hunter, low. Hunter, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's what yes, that meant. I was <laughs> sneaky snake, grass cut low. I keep get it now. Thank you. Okay. So keep an eye on her? This, uh, this whole show like a pubic I get it. type of reference. <laughs> this whole show is just to explain those things yeah, to Angela. Yeah, no, exactly. She, oh. she definitely, she has she has a style all her own. And, um, and if you notice, which... Um, you know, I can't give it away, but throughout the course of uh, throughout the course of the season, um, it's 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 interesting, and you know, in regards to her, and that's not trying to kind of give her more credit than she deserves, and I don't mean that in a good way. I just mean she she uh, 
she's she's all her own. Put it that way. Right. I don't know she's any other way to say that enemy. without saying the wrong she's thing. She's your own worst enemy. And she sure. figured out how to get attention. I mean, she's the lead of every show almost. Yeah, yeah. We've been no, talking no, she about is. Her, so. yeah. She is. Yeah. And we, well, let me ask you this. Well, we um, I, I, I have a question, Corey. It's uh, Egypt. When when Cody started to realize that Parigi actually kind of you know underhandedly provoked and instigated a altercation between him and Cowboy, I really liked what he had to say. Like. This is a young kid. Cody's a young kid. And 22. Yes. It was his birthday. Yeah. Birthday, oh, birthday, birthday, right. birthday, birthday, birthday. <laughs> he wanted to kiss us from all the ladies, <laughs> which was so cute. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, I thought, you know, him wanting to put uh, Parigi up was really, like, that was the right decision because that was, like, setting a precedence. Hey, you know, we don't do underhanded things around here. So what are your thoughts about Cody? Is, is he really cool? You know, honestly, um, from from my uh, my. What I got to see from Cody, um, Cody, he was really pretty much upfront about me. He told me, listen, Corey, I think that you are a problem, um, but I don't think that you're an issue right now. You know, and he always he always pretty much kept it, you know, 100 with me the whole way. But when it came to when it came to Parigi and uh, and Parigi, you know, he, he's a cool guy. Everybody likes him. But when it came to Parigi, um, you know, Parigi did say a lot like, um Hey, everybody likes me. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna throw me in. Nobody's gonna throw me in. And he, he made that known a lot. And, and it did start to get on people's nerves to the simple fact of, you're almost saying it as if you're untouchable and you think that a sweet attitude isn't, isn't gonna get you put in. I mean, hell, people like Riley, but they still put his ass in. Right. You know? And, um, so I, you know, I think, I think Cody, I think Cody was doing what Cody and Nicole was doing what they felt was best. But, you know, in hindsight, it, it doesn't. It, it probably wasn't the best possible choice they could have did. Okay, so what do you guys think about when Jordan enters? She comes back, right, and she's got her mascaras everywhere, and she's limping. I, yeah. I thought, oh, did she break her ankle too? Right. Or did I, I couldn't quite, quite figure out what was going on. I thought she had a black eye. Yeah, <laughs> but it was just right. mascara. Like <laughs> yeah. I, thought she, I thought she had jaundice. Right. I wasn't sure what was happening. Yeah. And, and she then, may have gotten a little tuberculosis. How many times have we been to the hospital and you get to walk out with a pair of scrubs from the never. hospital? Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. Never. But wasn't it wasn't Tank? And you know, I was worried about Tank the first. Three, yeah, like the first three episodes, I was like, oh, no, this guy's not all there. You know, I was like, oh, no, that's really sad. And then he lost Jordan, and he was like a puppy. He was mm-hmm. so cute. And then he saw Jordan, and he was so happy like a puppy. And I and I thought, wow, is is he a cool guy? Puppies uh, and beer. Puppies, puppies and beer. Puppies and beer. <laughs> Tell us about Tank. What are your thoughts on him? Um, Man, uh, when it comes, well, it, when it comes to t- Jordan, Jordan was the, the, the mediator of that you know that whole thing you know mm-hmm. like jordan pretty much keeps tank in line if you want to put it that way um because tank is tank is about his liquor and his his beer and he turns them back like i mean there's plenty mm-hmm. of times that they actually right. had to cut tank off you uh, know i mean they and you know tank was uh, getting pissed at production oh like man. Was, you know like he was selling production to kiss his ass because they kept trying to cut him off oh. <laughs> is that why they put the funnel you know? on his funnel <laughs> 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 well yeah well see yeah you know they would come over and i remember Hmm. Well, no, it, you know, Parigi actually drank out of that damn thing after he had it on his nuts. No way. And just, Is that a commercial break? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually, it's a, yeah, it's a great... So, okay, go ahead, Corey. I'm sorry, just... Um, no, it was... Yeah, no, 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 you're, no, you're uh-huh. fine. It's, uh, it was cool, though. Um, I mean, Tank, Tank's a cool guy. I mean, he kind of... 
Well, you know what? I, I we'll, really we'll, know I'm sure how. it'll evolve as we watch the show. But Corey, I want to tell you, it was it was sad to see you leave. I don't know about you guys, but Thank I was y'all. like, you were you mm-hmm. were a great guy to watch, and I and I love that Thank you played y'all. with a code of ethics, even though there wasn't a code. <laughs> to, you created your own you code cre- of ethics. That you did. Were, you did. Easy to watch and yeah. understand. And yeah. So root thank, for you. Yeah. So we're going to be watching the show with you. And um, again, Corey, thank you so much for coming on our show today. If you want to just take a second and tell people where they can find you and if you're doing anything that people can come see you at. Well, actually, I, I have a, a couple projects actually in the works right now that mm-hmm. I'm getting together. Um, I can't really let out too much information, but mm-hmm. what they can do is um, they can follow me on Facebook, which is just simple as my name, you know, Corey Cotton, um, Cotton is C-O-T-T-E-N, and my IG is Corey underscore Cotton. And, um, yeah, basically, I uh, I keep everybody updated on my fan page and everything like that. So, um I appreciate all the support from everybody, and thank y'all for having me on. It really, it really means a lot. Well, it was fun. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Gord. No, definitely, okay. definitely. All By right, the way, your hair is glorious. Don't listen to Faye at all. Your Samson. hair is glorious. <laughs> all right. That was awesome, right? That was some really good perspective. What a sweetheart. Yeah. I had no idea. Brittany, come on, really? Like, they clearly said that um, you will be eliminated, and then they don't exercise that option. I think and Obama then, needs yeah. to take this up in his next Seriously? speech. This is kind of big time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got two years left. He yeah, can probably he, get it done right he, under I think the wire. So. Yeah. Right under the wire. Yeah. Make it a law. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay, well, I'm excited about next week's show. Do you have any picks? Um, do you think? Do you see anyone rising, cream rising to the surface? No, I'm, I want to see more of Shelby. I don't mean to I bust know, it, but I want right. to see more of Shelby. That's my girl. I Team Red. Like, <laughs> I, I think Shelby probably she needed a week off, and so she was there. She had some uh, cuts in and out, but yeah. no, like, no action. Yeah. So no, I don't know. After this last week. Some of the guys are all looking the same to me. The women are all looking the same to me. Uh-huh. I am still rooting for Jeremy to to just kind of smartly, strategically, and then strongly take this competition. Uh-huh. That's a good pick because Jeremy's with Shelby now, right? So mm-hmm. that could be really powerful. What about you, um, I decided I think Nicole is the hottest. So I'm going to just cheer for her for a while until I have some kind of connection to any of the guys. I like your priorities. Thank you. Very smart. Very smart. Do you have a pick? I know you watched one show, but if you had a favorite. Well, here's the the thing that I don't think has been mentioned yet. You you even made note that Cody figured out that Parigi was the one who started to instigate the issue between him and Cowboy. But in the end, he still chose Cowboy over Parigi. I think that at some point, the guys, especially the guys that are a little more in shape, they're going to try and take advantage of the fact that Parigi is a bigger guy. Like, if he was picked for this particular, for that end challenge, mm-hmm. you know, as he heavy as heavy as he was, or as big as he is, climbing up those ropes would have been a lot harder for him yep. than it would have been for Cowboy or Corey. Mm-hmm. And it might have yeah. been a way different... Uh, Thing it might have been a way different outcome if it was Parigi and Corey doing that challenge rather than Cowboy. I so I, I think if Corey remembers how this goes down, um, he might. If he gets another opportunity, he might put Parigi in the pit mm. before anybody else. I'm ready for him to leave. No. So I, uh, Christopher, <laughs> I am so excited that you came in today. Wasn't it fun? Yes. yes. You guys have fun. Got a little extra energy in the room. Thrills, thrills, thrills. I didn't even. I, I wasn't even wearing pants for this. So that's, I know. That's what's exciting. <laughs> even yeah. better. And you shaved your legs. Which I, we did. Appreciate. I did. Yeah. yeah. Well, so cool. you know, it's just. 
Demands you know, <laughs> paying homage <laughs> to, to, to my, the, my to the co-worker. So, yeah. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of guy would I be if I came in with stubbly cats? Yeah, way too egotistical. <laughs> Please. Yeah. You would be All that right. guy. Exactly. Where, where can people find, find you, Christopher? I'm right here. I know. Oh, but oh, you you're, mean after you're this. tweeting videos and you got all you got this um, huge following and you're in action. So well, first of all, uh, if you you can follow me on Ring of Honor television. Um, you can go to rohwrestling.com to get channel listings, or you can watch the shows actually on their website. Um, I am on Twitter at FACDaniels. Uh, you can follow my ridiculous exploits there. Um, I don't do Facebook, though, man. I'm not on the computer long enough to... Uh, 140 okay. characters is just about enough. That's all you can for, get. Out. Yeah, that's right. all I can do. I I'm, I have commitment issues. Sure. Um, you know. So. Do you have any, any yeah, events exactly. coming up that we can? Um, that the next can see? we just did. Tel- mm-hmm. uh, we just taped television last night in Nashville. We taped television again January 24th in wow. Philadelphia, and then March 1st we are doing a live pay per view event from the Orleans Hotel in Las Vegas. Oh, the 13th oh. anniversary pay per view for Ring of Honor. So please okay. follow me at Ring of Honor uh, ROH wrestling.com and uh, watch me um, inspire children and uh, shake my glorious derriere. (laughs) All right, awesome. Faye, uh, where can people find you? We'll kind of work around the room real quick. Sure, Redneck FD on Twitter. I'll keep it simple. (laughs) All right, Brittany? You guys can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of it is at Brittany Baldy. And check out MTV's I wish I said, are you the one? The challenge, 11 p.m. This Tuesday is the opening episode. You guys are going to definitely check that out. Awesome. And you're on it. Team Rookies, yes. I'm on it. Yay. Yes. Team Bradham. Cool. Go. Go, Brittany. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Go Blue Dave on Twitter and Dave Abed at, uh, on Instagram, D-A-V-E-A-B-E-D. Awesome. Woo-hoo. And I am Little Egypt. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Little Egypt. Super easy. Facebook, the official page of Little Egypt. Christopher, I actually have been booked. I actually have a booking. Oh, wow. Where, where, where are we booked? What's happening? So I'm going to be at the Lasting Legacy. It's the first ever tribute to women's wrestling. Isn't that pretty awesome? Yes, yes. Wilmington, North Carolina. Awesome. Uh, Trish Stratus, April Hunter, myself, and uh, Tessa Blanchard are all going to be there. So I'm like pretty uh, pumped. Very cool. That's good company. Good company to be in. Yeah, thank you. And they're going to be screening the Glow documentary, which... Is available on Amazon and is. iTunes. This cool. is uh, San Diego Comic Con award winning documentary. And then I'm looking at your comic book. So, what are these? Oh, uh, I wrote I a comic see. book. You did? Um, yes, well, it's called Christopher Daniels and Kazarian Russell Aya oh yeah Comics. These are available at awyeahcomics.com that's A-W-Y-E-A-H comics.com drawn by uh, award winning uh, artist Art Baltazar and Franco Uh, they are the Pixar of all ages comic books so it's one of my favorite things Uh, even if I don't do another thing the rest of my life I wrote a comic book so there you go I'm very proud of myself that's so awesome yes thanks yay well thank you for being here and thanks everyone for listening we will see you next week for another round of After Buzz Redneck Island from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. <laughs> Are you? 